Podcast City Network. This is Jim the Podcast Sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Let's get ready to podcast! Hi everyone, I wanted to mention a new book that's out there for sale to help everybody understand what cybersecurity is. It's called the CPA Cybersecurity Survival Guide, your easy guide to spot social engineering and phishing and stop ransomware and fraud and sleep soundly at night. It's available at Amazon.com and it's written by David McHale. Check it out today. Hi everyone, this is Mark the Shark. Retorto, just want to make sure that everyone's following me, not only here on this podcast, but on my new live show that's hosted on Twitch. You can watch it at twitch.tv slash show, and that's Mark with a C and not a K, and I air a new episode every Saturday, so check it out. Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. Today we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the click the support button found at anchor.fm slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com. In paperback version only on BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorta. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. Everybody, we're back on the show today. I got a special guest, Master Stephen Lynn. How you doing, Steve? How's it going, Mark? Sorry, I couldn't join earlier. Actually, I have my business right now, so it was yeah, a little bit yeah. earlier, but I found some time now. So 
Yeah. Speaking of of your business, man, let everybody know. Uh, Steve recently just opened up his own uh, business, a restaurant, in a restaurant business. Uh, can you tell everybody about it? Yeah. I own a restaurant called Cheese Chicken Waffles. We're bringing Southern-style chicken and waffle up from the south to here in the northeast in New Jersey. So you're living, if you live around Morris County, New Jersey, stop by Route 46, look us up. I think you'll enjoy what we offer. So there's my, there's my ad right there. <laughs> there you go, man. Just mention the show, Mark the Shark MMA show, and he'll give you a deal on your, on your, on your meal when you show up there. <laughs> 10% off, 10% off, Martin. Yeah, man. So we're here to talk about uh, the last UFC, UFC fight, I guess they call it ESPN 25, Anderson versus uh, Blachowicz, uh, which ended in a, a uh, KO. But before we get to the main event, uh, I, I wanted to get your comments, because I'm sure you saw the co-main event, right, with Diego Sanchez? Right, with the, uh, with the controversial ending, correct? Yeah, well, actually, he's not the only one. There was another uh, fight uh, that got disqualified, too. I'm trying to remember which one. Was it the Vargas fight? I think it was the Brock. Yeah, there were two disqualifications, Brock Weaver um, and also Diego Sanchez. I've never seen a UFC event where they had two disqualifications in the same night. So... I, I, I had to bring it up to you because I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. But particularly with Diego Sanchez and Michael uh, Piera from Brazil, I mean, Diego is a kind of like a strange dude in general. He was off the charts, dude. He was like foaming in the mouth and everything last night. You know? Yeah, um, I mean, what's interesting is that I think they mentioned it during the broadcast, but he actually only had one person in his corner. He recently left the uh, Jackson team, which, if you, as you know, that's one of the most um, successful MMA teams in MMA history. And Diego was actually one of the guys that was – he was homegrown. A lot of the guys that came to Greg Jackson were guys that were already good, the George St. Pierre, Rashad Evans. But yep. uh, Greg took him to the next level. Diego has been there since he was a teenager. That was the guy, Greg was the guy who built him up from, you know, just a high school wrestler into title challenger. So it looks like there must have been a lot. I think there was a lot of uh, turmoil right before the uh, fight happened. Yeah, you know, I recently just saw a, um, an interview with uh, Donald Cerrone on it. <laughs> and he was saying that the, their camp has kind of gone downhill. Jackson camp. He's like, you could pretty much, they'll take anybody off the street um, if they uh, pay money. It's kind of like weird. You know? There's been a lot of drama going down. I'm, yeah, I, I believe it's uh, I believe the coach that Serona has specifically had problems with was uh, Coach Winkle John. Yeah. There's some drama. I know John Jones, there was some kind of uh, drama actually involving John Jones as well. And apparently he wasn't paying one of his trainers. He was not paying one of his uh, trainers. I don't know if you heard about that. Oh, yeah. I did see some news on that. Um, recent, like a couple months ago before his, uh, his other match. 
recent match they had that. Um, yeah, I kind of remember that. But there's something going on in that camp there. You know? A lot of drama right now. I think Dado actually does a lot of his uh, camps in his own ranch now, right? He's yeah. got his ranch. Yes, so. Kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so what did you think of those disqualifications? What do I think or what does he think? Yeah, I mean, like, I think the first, the one with Diego Sanchez, I think maybe the guy just didn't understand because he's probably from a different country. But the other one where Brooke Weaver, I mean, that guy is, you know, I think he kind of knew. I don't know why he did it, but, I mean, what are your thoughts on it? I thought it was interesting that they uh, automatically gave him a DQ instead of ruling a, ruling a, a uh, no contest. That seems to be the usually the case a lot of times, right? And there's a foul. Yeah. yeah. They usually give a warning, or they'll give a warning, and if the person can't continue, then they usually just rule a uh, no contest. Huh. Yeah, that's, yeah, I thought that was odd, right? I'm assuming it may have something to do with uh, this. There's actually uh, this event took place in uh, New Mexico, which, yeah. as you know, that's Diego's, that's Diego's home state, so... Yeah, so th that was that was fine, um, but yeah, I was like, you know, and then you got Blachowicz. Now he's like calling out uh, John Jones, um, who recently just won the, his last title defense. Uh, what do you think his chances are with that against John Jones? I mean, if Del Rey's couldn't beat Jones. As you know, that's very controversial. A lot of people yeah. thought the fight should have gone the other way. But I think if Del Rey's couldn't get a dominant win over Jones, then I don't see Jan having the same being able to get the same result. I think he's actually kind of a small 205, right? Didn't he used to fight at middleweight, or am I thinking of someone else? Uh, you might be. Yeah, I'm not too sure of, it, of his history, to be honest with you. But yeah, he might have. Uh, I don't think. He, I don't think so, though. I don't have to check his background. But he fought, fought Jacare, right? And Jacare's a uh, middleweight. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did make mention that in the, the event that um, that he had to be leery of uh, of his submissions, but he didn't feel like he would be threatened with submissions in terms of uh, against Corey. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was kind of interesting. It was kind of interesting to see the first round knockout, but. But getting back to Diego, man, he's, <laughs> it was <laughs> like when they, they first called him out and they, you know, they shook hands or whatever before the fight actually started. He, he kind of like looked like a little rooster with his lips puckering up, right? I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing, dude? Oh, my God. But man, he's been there. he's been there for a long time, man. And I, I, I actually like that that guy that um, even though he lost his qualification, but Michael Para, I remember I saw he came on a scene. I think he's got like thirty MMA fights. This is only his second fight in the UFC, but like his debut, he came out with a flying knee. Usually flat, you know, usually backflips and all his like capital yeah. stuff. Oh, he, 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 did, he did that on Diego yeah. when yeah. Diego was on the ground instead of like doing like a normal. Guard pass to the side, man. 
kind of like did a weird back in the bottom. And then he Diego actually was holding back. He was actually, uh, he was actually holding back a little bit. Last fight, he was just like spamming those type of moves for the entire first round. And he actually gassed out. He actually was winning, but then he gassed out just because you know, he was just, you know, throwing his – all these crazy moves everywhere. <laughs> yeah, man. I, th- I th- thought that was crazy. And then Diego was doing some crazy cartwheel-type uh, kicks, you know? <laughs> now, what did you think of uh, Ray Borg's fight? I thought that was pretty cool. Like, he dominated that guy in terms of wrestling, you know? Well, that might be uh, – that might be Borg's last fight at 125, right? I think I heard something about Ultimatum that he couldn't make weight for at 125 yeah. again, which he did not. Uh, it would force him to move up to bantamweight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he totally dominated that guy that was wrestling. You know, totally. I mean, I was pretty impressed with that. But I have I, – I mean, like if you had a pick fight at a night other than, I guess, the main event, where the guy won by a knockout, like who would you give it to for that for this event? Mm, I remember that team main fight. That team main fight was pretty good. I don't know if it was the fight of the night, but there's a lot of uh, stand up action and there's that good yeah. guillotine rate. So that was a yeah. uh, that guillotine is a little bit different from what I usually see. Yeah, that was a little weird, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, trying to figure that out. Like, what the hell he got? I think he was uh, the grip that he did was kind of like the rare negative grip, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be your. I don't know who got fighter tonight, but I was just like trying to get your opinion on it. I mean, I would definitely say the most entertaining fight was probably Diego Sanchez's fight up to the point where I got disqualified. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my God! Now before we get into, because I think there's a. Uh, you got Romero's coming up, right? When's his fight? I guess, yeah, I guess Israel. I know that's coming up, but I'm not sure of the uh, exact date. I think it's, I think it's in March. I just want to double check something. Yeah, it must be March. So we'll get to that on another one because you got Felder versus Hooker. But what did you think uh, with the John Jones fight, the last one? It was at UFC 247. What are your uh-huh. thoughts on the judging for that? Well, I know a lot of people felt that the race is ripped off. But for me, I felt, I felt it could have gone either way. As it was, that's what happens when you have a guy who starts off strong, and then as the rounds go on, he starts slowing down. The first, the last, the, uh, with the judges, the last impression will always be what stays in their mind when they're uh, d- deciding on their cards, you know? Yeah. So yeah, even yeah, even if you spend this first two rounds beating the guy up, if in the last round you get hit, you, know, you look tired, then that's gotta stay in the judges' minds. Yeah, now I'm trying to remember. Didn't Pride judge their fights differently? I thought, I'm trying to remember if they looked at the last round or if they judged the whole entire fight. Pride did it differently than the UFC. The Pride the way Pride did it is that basically there were there was different rounds, right? But you wouldn't yeah. score by round. You would score the entire fight as if it was one round. Mm. So you had – I remember a good example was the fight of Ricardo Arona versus Guy Metzger, where for most of the fight, nothing really happened. But because Arona got taken down the last one minute, that was enough for him to win the entire fight. So. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if the UFC should go in. And I remember, like, 
there's also talks about like, all right, currently they got only three judges. They're saying like maybe they should bump it up to five. So I guess it would be more fair judging. But here's my take on it, right? My mind going into that fight, um, well, I, I didn't really expect Rios to really do that well, I guess, because I, I didn't really know him that well. But in my opinion, I think if if it was another person other than John Jones, I think they might have given it to Rios. And the reason I say that is because John Jones is not just a champ, but he's been a champ for so long. Like, I think he's gone on 10 years now. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, the uh, general, the general idea is right. Is that you don't get the belt, you have to beat the champ. You have to yeah. be dominant. You can't just kind of scrape by. Yeah. Uh, example is right when uh, I think mean, Maynard fought Edgar that second time, where mm -hmm. Edgar, kept, even though Edgar took a beating, he still managed to do enough to uh, keep his belt. You can't just scrape by. Well, I guess uh, do you remember the Cejudo versus uh, Mighty Mouse fight? Uh, sure. I, mean, I don't remember if I actually saw that one. Well, that was but really close. That was a really close fight. Yeah, people were saying that, oh, what's the hoodoo? He, he's barely scraped it out. You can't just do that against the champion. You have to actually go out there and take the belt from him. So I think that's kind of mentality. Yeah, when championship fights are a little bit different from regular fights in that people, they really want to see the challenger they throw in the champion. They don't, just, they don't want to see him just kind of like barely make it out there. So maybe yeah. that might be a factor, so. Yeah, for me, I, I think in my I knew that if it went to a decision, Jones was going to get it only because he was such a dominant, a dominant champion for the last ten years. I think maybe if he would just let's say he just won the belt and this was his first title defense, maybe they would have given it to Riaz. That that's just my opinion. Um, but when you look at it, towards the end, John Jones did did pressure him a lot. I mean, Rias was hitting him occasionally with the uppercut, but Jones was, you know, cornering him, like cutting him off a lot. So, you know, my hat's off to John Jones. I think he did a great job, you know. I mean, John Jones definitely has a – even though his uh, IQ outside the octagon is not too high, I do think he has very high IQ inside the octagon. He knows how to follow – he just knows how to follow the perfect game plan, listens to his coaches. Even though it's the entire round, yeah. entire five rounds, right? What was he doing the entire time? Moving forward, moving forward. Even when Rays was popping him in the face, entire first two rounds, I mean, Rays won. Yeah. But even then, Jones kept coming forward. He never relented on the pressure, and eventually that paid off. And the, he dragged him into the championship rounds. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I think he's really, uh, especially with these close fights, is how you do the way you do in the last two rounds is way yeah. more important than how you do in the first three. Yeah. And that's, that was a good, I mean, I think. Him and his coaches knew that would be the uh, game plan, and that's yep. how it played out in their favor. So, so uh, I mean, hats off to his uh, fight IQ. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, who do you think you think he's gonna get that matchup with um with Blachowicz that that he beat Corey or what? I mean, John Jones doesn't want to fight um Del Rey's again. And I remember, uh, there's an interview. The interview, uh, I think he did an interview afterwards where he said he would welcome the challenge from Jans. So I think we'll probably, we'll probably see that coming up. You think that would happen first before the rematch? I think that'll happen first. I know uh, the contender spot keeps, keeps kind of shifting because I remember, you remember, you know, Johnny Walker, right? Yeah. He was supposed to be the big hyped guy that might have a chance to beat John Jones, but then he got knocked out by Corey Anderson in the first round. 
Yeah. After that, Anderson became that guy. And then now that he got knocked out in the first round, I think Jan now is, you know, quote unquote, the guy. Yeah, do you think John Jones should move up to heavyweight? They've been talking about that for years now. I think it probably would have happened already if it wasn't for all the time that he spent away from competition due to uh, his personal issues. But I'm guessing that they'll probably give him one more light heavyweight fight. And after that, they might put him up to heavyweight. That's my guess. Yeah, because I've heard that he's saying that he wants to do it for at least another 10 years. And that I also heard that he thinks he can beat Stipe, the current champ. So, if, you know, my thought process is if he thinks he can beat him, step up to the plate. You know what I mean? Right. And then go down in history as being a two-way champ. But those guys in that division are just so big, dude. In the heavyweight, man. Oh, my God. Like, who's the guy that recently beat Overeem and split his lip open? It was uh, Curtis Blades, right? Oh, my God. Was it? No, 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 wait, no, no, no. Curtis Blades did beat Overeem, but I don't think he was the uh, split lip guy. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who that guy is. Oh, man, whoever, whoever it was, dude, that guy was humongous. And that's, that would be the guys that Jones would have to face. Mm. And, and, like, he's the size of the Black Beast, but he's got more skill than a Black Beast. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. So next week they got – see what's on the schedule. The next UFC – Is not till I think is what you call it. I think it's the Irish Dragon. That can't be right. No, they got one February. Benavides. Oh, he's back. He's back. Uh, Yeah, that guy's been around for a while, man. He's looking to get in there. Yeah, I'm waiting for that rematch with uh, Cejudo. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, Felder, no, Felder is before him. Felder versus Hooker. Yeah, Hooker. Yeah. I think Hooker might take that one, dude. What are your thoughts on that? This would be UFC, ESPN 26. What do you think, Hooker or Felder on that one? I mean, Felder could outstrike uh, Hooker. I remember. I still remember that that beating that Hooker took from uh, Barboza, another uh, kickboxer. Yeah. And then, um, oh, you know, I don't know if it's on that same card. Oliveira is fighting Kevin. What's his name? Kevin Lee. Yeah. When's that fight taking place? That on this I'm not week? sure. I'm not sure what's taking place, but I think of all the fights that you mentioned, that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. I'm yeah, a very yeah. big, I'm a huge uh, Alvaro fan. I've never yeah. seen a bad. I've never. He's been in the UFC for a while now. I've never seen a bad fight from him, whether he wins or loses. Yeah, so. man. Kevin Lee, though, man, has been stepping up to the plate pretty well lately, man. Yeah, he actually. Uh, you know this, but he actually, he actually, uh, he made me lose about sixteen hundred bucks last time he fought. So I don't even yeah, remember yeah. that. Ooh, ooh. Who was that fight against? Giuseppe, uh, the wrestler. Yeah. Giuseppe. That, yeah, yeah. That guy I thought was going to be promising until he got knocked out. That guy had great wrestling, uh, good submissions. And Kevin just laid him out, man. 
Yeah. Well, I thought, yeah, I thought it would be two wrestlers going at it. And then I thought that Giuseppe's wrestling will overcome Kevin's just because he has – his credentials are so much better. But yeah. the, wrestling, the wrestling didn't even come into play. That's the uh, risk you take when you bet on these fights, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. So who, who do you think is going to win that one, Kevin Lee or Oliveira? Mm, I know Kevin Lee's been submitted a few times, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Kevin Lee's – looks like he – he loves extreme couture. I believe he's training at uh, TriStar now. As you, as you can saw from his last fight, that really paid off. Oliveira has a tendency to unfortunately kind of uh, if he doesn't knock you out or right away, or if he's not, if he puts some pressure on him, he has a tendency to wilt. And Kevin Lee is very good at just getting top, you know, grinding you down, getting top of you, making that fight miserable. So I think even though my heart's with Oliveira, I, I would have to go with Lee for this one. Yeah. Yeah, man. I hope Oliveira wins, but I don't know. I may, I may, I may have the same thought as you with Kevin Lee taking it, you know. <laughs> but we'll see. And no one knows. No one knows till the fight happens. Right. No, before before I let you go, tell everybody again what's the address again for your restaurant. All right, for those of you who are listening from Jersey, I am at two eight six Route forty six in Rockaway in Morris County. Look up Cheek Chicken Waffles. That's C H E E K S. And Mark, when when are you going to come visit? I gotta come there soon, man. I'm probably gonna come. Like I was gonna come this weekend, but man, it was just too cold. Even leave the house. But I want. I'm definitely gonna come down. You know, like one, like when they got a UFC down there, I'll probably come down and uh, watch the UFC and order some food from you. Maybe next weekend or the weekend after, dude. I'm definitely All down right. for it. Yeah, right. man. Food, food. And then I'll, we'll probably even do a shoot from there. You know? We'll do a little yeah. mini podcast from there. Live from Cheeks. There you go. Live from Cheeks. Yeah, man. Shark approved, babe. So everybody out there from Jersey, go check out his restaurant. You know? And then uh, we'll go leave it from there. All right, everybody. We'll be back from a short break. guys this is mark the shark retorto letting you know that you can visit my website www.markthesharkmmashow.com you can get our podcast episodes on there and you can also shop the swag get your hoodies get your t-shirts get your hats it's all on there for both men and women we do not discriminate go out there and check it out www.markthesharkmmashow.com Hey, what's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. Hey, fans. Here at Podcast City Network, we have a lot of great shows on all of our great social media outlets. PodcastCity.net. Facebook.com slash Podcast City Network. Hit that thumbs up. You can send a tweet to Podcast City Network on Twitter at Podcast City Net. Only on Podcast City Network. And it's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything with Me podcast. And you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate.
right to his podcast for more amazing episodes. Hi, everyone out there. I just want to make an announcement that both me and my daughter have new books out there on the market available at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com as well as our website, RetortoFamilyBooks.com. My book is called Mark is the Vampire. It's a brand new fantasy vampire novel. And my daughter's book is called A Little Bit Louder. It's the second book in her Invisible Girl series. Check it out. Again, it's either it's available at RetortoFamilyBooks.com, Amazon.com, or BarnesandNoble.com. Marcus Sander was a normal family man till he was captured by the Nazis, imprisoned and tortured. His only means of survival was to become a vampire. Now his only fear is how to keep his daughter safe, but not only from the Nazis, but from the creatures of the Dark World. Marcus the Vampire, the first book in the Dark World Chronicle series, now available at www.retortofamilybooks.com and on Amazon.com. Get it now. Alright guys, you can keep up to date and see what's going to happen with the show by following us on our social media pages. You can follow us on Facebook at Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark with a C and not a K. And that's on Twitter at MarkBJJFighter. Again, that's Mark with a C and not a K. And of course on Instagram at Mark underscore Retorto. That's Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Retorto. R-I-T-O-R-T-O. Keep up to date and follow us. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show and browse the unmasked selection of audio programs. Download a trial for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash MMA show. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original shows, news, comedy, and more from our leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And if you need a book suggestion, I have two. One is called I Am a Survivor by Christina Ritorto, and the other one is written by me, Mark Ritorto, called The Cabal. The saga begins. Hi, everyone. This is Mark the Shark Retorto, sending a message to all the fans out there. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help support it by making a small donation. It could be anywhere from a dollar, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine. It could even be a monthly donation. Any amount is appreciated. To donate to this money to this podcast, go to www.markthesharkmmashow.com. Again. That's www.markthesharkmmshow.com. This is to all you parents out there. Are you looking for a great book for your child to read? Well, look no further. Christina Ritorto has done it again. 
by putting out a sequel to her first book in the Invisible Girl series. The sequel is called A Little Bit Louder. Get it now at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com or RetortoFamilyBooks.com. Again, the book is called A Little Bit Louder, written by Christina Retorto. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web at www.marktheshark.mmashow.com where we sell t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want. Check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website, sign up, take advantage the wild range growth of the sport of MMA and be have your business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week worldwide from everywhere. Check it out. www.marktheshark.mmashow.com guys we're at the end of our show this is mark retorto i'm signing off and don't forget to follow us on our facebook page it's called the mark the shark mma show and it's mark with a c not a k and also feel free to leave us messages by using the anchor app and also don't forget if you look in a mood for a good action thriller book to buy my book called the cabal the saga begins it's available on amazon and barnesandnoble.com and if you need a good book for your kid get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter Christina Retorto, also available on Barnes and & Noble and Amazon.com Alright guys I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week Thank you